0: Bonds today and get exclusive rewards. Join the resistance now on MadHeidi.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mad Talk, the behind-the-scenes podcast of Mad Heidi. My name is Johannes Hartmann and I'm the director of the movie. And today I have another uh, special guest here. It's uh, Tero Kaukoma, one of the two producers of Mad Heidi. Welcome to the Mad Heidi studio. Thanks Johannes. I'm happy to be here. Good to have you. Um, Do
1: you remember how we met the first time? Um, Yes, I do. It was quite a few years back. It uh, happened here in Bern as well. I think you uh, invited me to speak about Iron Sky in some event you organized, or how was it?
0: Yeah, uh, it was basically, uh, I was organizing uh, some events for a short film festival here in Bern and I was organizing some industry events for them and one of it was a producers congress uh, where we had different guests talking about their projects and I believe this was in the midst of the first Iron Sky movie uh, before it was shot but I was already following it uh, the whole crowdfunding uh, campaigns and yeah I thought that was a very interesting approach to film production and that's why uh, I I invited you there. But of course I already had it in the back of my head that maybe at some point this could become a a valuable contact uh, once I'm starting to work on my first uh, feature.
1: Right. What did you think by the way at that time about you were following Sky, what we did and what was your thinking around the, the whole thing there?
0: i think you yeah it was really interesting to follow it i mean i was already working in the film industry but it was the first time that yeah there was a project like this where you had the possibility as a fan also to to follow the entire process and it was uh, really interesting to see all these uh, cool new teasers coming out from time to time and yeah, thought this is a um, yeah probably uh, the right approach for the filmmaking of the future to uh, yeah to do it together with the fans and to to involve the fans as much as possible. And yeah, supported the first crowdfunding campaign. Thank I think, you. <laughs> I think I got a signed uh, steelbook Blu-ray from that. Uh, yeah. And. Um, yeah how, how how did that happen with iron sky i mean how did you decide there that you want to do this approach with uh, yeah to do it together with the fans
1: uh. i mean yeah that's a good question there was there was already uh a, a very good background for all these uh crowd activities because uh timo my partner in iron sky uh he did a a, a film called star Trek before iron sky and and that was kind of a no-budget film, which which they, in the end of the day, they released legally uh, in internet. Uh, but there, they they did create already a, a nice fan base, and and they had been doing uh, small-scale crowdfunding and and some crowd activities. They were asking help from the fans and so forth. So when we started Iron Sky, it was. Um, it was clear that this is something we are gonna build our activities on, and um, and 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 that's how we started uh, uh, early on with Iron Sky. We had already kind of a, a, a we had already a nice fan base, and and um, quite soon, um, you know, we simply started. Like with Mad Heidi, we started to to do T-shirts and and stuff, and and noticed that people like them, and and they even buy them, and 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 it was very helpful. And and then, uh, bit by bit, we started to uh, uh, bring more stuff in there. I remember early days, we we were just uh, we we were selling some kind of a fan package, including different kind of things, and and. Uh, um, i think we called it warbond at that time and, oh, yeah. and it was 50 bucks and and people loved it and and so we saw that uh, at the same time when we were developing the content the whole c- concept and the script and everything we saw that that um uh, the people were were really actively following and and also then helping us not only financially, I mean, we were asking help for for many different kind of things, like help for for doing some graphic design or or many, many different kind of things, and and people responded. So pretty soon it became like the core playground for us that we noticed that this is the way. And uh, and that's what we've been doing i don't know more than 12
0: years now and i guess it's something that probably doesn't work for every kind of film uh, uh, yes i would say probably uh, yeah it's it's made for films like genre films where you have these uh, very engaged fan communities but it's a, a model that probably wouldn't work for a drama necessarily or at least when i came up with the idea to uh, to make a exploitation film i thought yeah, that's exactly the same thing we should probably also do for a Swissploitation film because, yeah, uh, yeah you have these very engaged genre film fans. Yes.
1: I mean, basically it works to to uh, any film which is uh, uh, so interesting that, that you can create your community who are following you and you create a fan base. Uh, Obviously, it's easier with, with the genre film because genre film, the, it's 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 much more clear community to reach online. Mm-hmm. You can reach those people much so much more easier. So as a genre film, it gives much more better basis yeah. to build on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's quite a few years ago since I had the idea to make a Swissploitation film. and. Um, then we already knew from this event, because back then I was quite surprised that you live in Switzerland. I mean, I wanted to contact you anyway for this event. I thought maybe we could fly you in uh, or whatever. And then I saw a Swiss mobile phone number on, your, uh, on the website of your Finnish production company. And then, of course, when I started thinking about uh, making a Swiss exploitation film, uh, you immediately came to my mind uh, because you were, yeah, I knew you were based in Switzerland and you made uh, Iron Sky. And I thought uh, we could apply a similar for the fans with the fans model to uh, to this movie. Uh, what was your thought when I contacted you?
1: I, I remember this uh, still—the place where we met that time in Zurich. And, and you were um, you were showing me from your laptop uh, 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 a pitch for for Mad Heidi, with another name that time. Yep. But anyway, for Mad Heidi and, and 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 this PowerPoint you showed me it was full of visuals, and I remember that was the first thing I I um, I, I got hooked. I saw I saw that. You are clearly a guy that who has a, 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 a visual vision and and everything, everything what I saw worked out. That was the first thing. but while you were showing this PowerPoint, I remember this slide coming there with the first Swiss film. And that second, I knew there's something, I, I have to be involved with this. Yeah.
0: Uh.
1: And the reason maybe for that was that I already had been living in Switzerland for, I don't know, 10 years that time when we met. And and uh, uh, when you say first exploitation film and me as a foreigner coming from Finland, being here already quite a few years, and I immediately saw so many, uh, you know, cliches, yeah. which uh, should be in the film. And I I, I really, uh, yeah, I, I knew yes. I have to be part of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How did your Swiss friends react to that? Did you get any negative reactions of people who thought it makes fun of Switzerland too much or? Because sometimes, not all the Swiss people have something like irony about themselves. Or <laughs> If you don't get negative feedback, it's
1: not worth of doing. It's, uh. it's my thinking. I mean, uh, whatever you do, you cannot please everybody anyway. But uh, I remember that I've been surprised, like, uh, I mean, how people has been reacted, reacting to me personally when I've been telling about this project from early on. You know, it's it's anything like, are you crazy? Or this is so hilarious, I've never seen this, and and uh, oh, this could be great, or it could be the biggest catastrophe, or whatever. But uh, but I think the most important is that people react, and that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Something I hear a lot, and I think that's very typical Swiss that people are afraid that they say. Uh, are you sure you can do a film like that in Switzerland? Um, yeah, people. I think Swiss people, they rather not even try it because they're scared they could fuck up. Uh, um, but. Uh yeah, I think you, you just have to do it and then it's uh, it's possible. I mean, there are good people out there uh, who want to produce. There are people out there who love to work on a film like that and you just have to do it and then it's possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I had the, the maybe the advantage of not being so active that time in Swiss film industry. So I didn't know about the, maybe the challenges on, on like financing this kind of film or whatever. But I had done that before in Finland, and and I, I was in the uh, in the front row, the first ones to make start to make genre films out from Finland, and and uh, that was fun, yeah. and and uh, it was also fun uh, to notice that that uh, yes, it's possible, and um, so yeah. why, why not also in Switzerland? Yeah.
0: <laughs> But I mean, on the reactions, we can see that it's also controversial. We had uh, our uh, writer who lost his job and uh, other stories similar to that. Um, but I think, or at least to me as a director, that's a good sign that people they either love Mad Heidi or they hate it. There's not much uh, gray zone in between. And uh, yeah, but I think uh, it would be a mistake to try to make a film. That pleases everybody because then it's in the end, it gets a mix in between, and nobody really li- likes it. So, I think it's a good thing to have uh, half the people who love it and half the people who say, Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Absolutely. Uh,
1: That's the best base. Yeah.
0: And what's your goal as a producer if you, if you jump on board of a project like uh, Mad Heidi? Or I mean, it's very simple. It's, uh,
1: um, if I get hooked with something, if I get interested on something, I strongly believe there will be others also. Um, and, and this also combined with the fact that, I, I mean, I've been doing quite a long, you know, over 20 years, I've been producing films and different films. And I also learned that what you do, it has to be fun. You know, it's it's a very difficult industry and 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 a uh, uh, lot of lot of struggle and what not and and if you do something what you don't hundred percent love it doesn't make sense. So there's two things, or let's put it this way: there's one thing I have to get hooked myself, and that's enough. You know, obviously I I I um, it's it's a whole package like. Uh, who is the filmmaker behind and and, and, and all, all these kind of things, but but I have to love it myself. And then the next question for me is, uh, um, I'm thinking, when it, usually I'm thinking like somehow through marketing or something like, how, how you can pitch this kind of thing, how how you can present it, and how to make other people also hooked with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so I guess you brought in a lot of uh, experience from Iron Sky that you also try to apply to Matt, Heidi. Uh.
1: Yes. I mean, um, from the beginning, when I started to work with films a long time ago, 25 years ago or something, uh, what was driving me the most was the fact that um, I love Finland, but there's only 5 million people. And I thought... <laughs> You have to make films which could interest also outside Finland and that was driving me from the beginning to 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 make things which could potentially be traveling out from my home country and bit by bit uh, I got into more and more international things Um, and and then Finally, one day, there was the start of Iron Sky, which which was really cool concept, and I was totally into it, and, and uh, I felt that time that this is now my chance. This is the first truly international um, package, truly international project, which I'm the main producer, and, uh, um, and And there I jumped into the project, and I, I started to to uh, communicate about it with, uh, with the outside world and and uh, I was very active in, in, the, in the national film, film scenery and and uh, soon I noticed that uh, they like it also, so it give, gave more motivation, and you go on and you go on. And and then to put it short, um, during the years, through Iron Sky, I got much more into the um, international film scenery. And and also, I started to understand much more clearly how the very, very complicated film industry, the film distribution, and, and how it works and and I started to learn that uh, it's not that simple yeah and uh, and a film like Iron Sky and like Mad Heidi where you are reaching a global audience and then being a, a small independent producer not a Hollywood studio there's a lot to think a lot to find a ways how to do it and and during those years maybe the biggest uh, learning for me was to start to understand what means that you control your film and i'm not only talking about uh, the content controlling the content this is very important but it's also there's so many things when you when you you take the, the business approach also how to control the revenue
0: flow in the end of the day. Yeah, um, Yeah. just quickly about the international approach. I think that's um, also for Matt, Heidi, uh, something that was always in my head that uh, yeah, if I make a feature film, it should be something that people outside of Switzerland want to look at because uh, yeah, Switzerland has a similar uh, size uh, like Finland, at least from the, the amount of people who live here. Um, And it was always clear that if I make a movie, I don't want to make a film that is just interesting to to a Swiss audience. It should be an international and I think that was also a reason why I contacted you. Because I thought uh, Iron Sky was uh, was doing a a good job there to get uh, international attention. And yeah, like you said, so basically one of the problems is that usually uh, if you make a film and then you put it out and then you would usually sell the rights to different territories right so every country has their own territory and they basically do what do with it whatever they like or and you completely give it out of your hands or how does it
1: yeah i mean maybe first to mention how it works for the hollywood studios because that's the simple thing is you know they uh, They finance the film themselves. They take the money from their back pocket and they do the film. And then they also do the distribution themselves and they do also own a remarkable share of the exhibition of the cinemas or online platforms and whatnot. So basically, they are controlling the whole value chain. Mm -hmm. So that gives them uh, possibilities like during the last years because of the piracy you know the 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 day and date worldwide releases are are there and they can do it because they have this control and they have this machinery uh, and then how it is for an indie film producer when you when you are making a film for for global audiences you you need to um, I mean normally you need to, to make uh, 20 to 40 different agreements with different local distributors in different areas of the world. And that's gonna be a mess because there's so many players there in between with their own agendas, with their own schedules, with their own problems, with their own challenges and, and whatnot, even if your agreements are, top-notch and really good. It doesn't guarantee that you can control what happens there. So uh, then in the world where nowadays everything is immediately visible for everybody because of internet, because of online activities, people know about different films and they They see the trailers and they can follow them. And and when the film is coming out and if they want it, they want it. And um, well, as an example with Iron Sky, I mean, we did the film. We did it many years. We did it uh, with a very active collaboration with our fan base during those years. And 2012, when it came out, There was a huge hype around the film, everywhere, but because of the distribution system, how it works practically, uh, we started, we were able to put it, put the film out slowly, you know, first we started in Scandinavia and in Germany and Switzerland and slowly more and more countries and and the whole period took uh, uh, more than a year. At the same time, there was the biggest hype ever, if you ask me, around one, especially one indie film. I mean, there was so much uh, resonance in internet and and the film was not available in in most part of the world until obviously the piracy hit because we had uh, one of our distributors did put uh, Blu-ray out six months too early So it was all over the internet after that. It was in top 10 most pirated films. There was nine Hollywood blockbusters and number four was Iron Sky. Mm. So um, most of our fans, they needed to see the film and it was not available, but then it was available in piracy. And and what happened uh, in a couple of months, we had over 50 million people watching the film
0: illegally nobody paid for it yeah I mean Uh, of course somebody paid for it but
1: uh, it was a big success in Scandinavia and in in Germany in cinemas and here in Switzerland as well and um, uh, but once it was available uh, as I said most of the world the only way they could get it was to to pirate it
0: yeah, I think that's a problem you'll often see if it's, sometimes it takes months and months until a movie comes out uh, internationally. Maybe it's already released in the US and but it takes another six months to be released in Europe and if you want to watch it, even if you're willing to pay for it, the only option you have is to uh, illegally download yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I mean, first of all, uh, it's a proven uh, fact in, uh, in a lot of studies around piracy and, and the fact is that that uh the heavy users of film they are also the most active pirates uh but they also do spend the most money in the in the films so it's i mean most of the people still are paying for it uh, but there are moments when when that's the only way for you to 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 take it because you otherwise you can't get it and and that was also a big big learning curve for me and um and from that day when it was out Irosky was out in piracy i started to to uh, rethink the whole system also on that from that point of view and i ended up i've been always saying that you cannot you cannot uh you can kind of not fight the piracy or you cannot win the piracy the piracy will be there always you cannot do anything but the only thing what you can do and you should do that you should make it possible for people to pay for it it's a very simple thing and that's that's what we what we uh unfortunately were not successfully uh we were not able to do it the way we wanted with iron sky because we had to uh I mean, the budget of Ayroska It's much bigger than Heidi. The first film was 8 million euros, and the second, almost 20 million euros. Crazy amounts. And and, and we had to finance the, the traditional way, which means that you do it with the traditional distribution way. That's how it works. Yeah. And that's why we couldn't control it, and that's why the, the piracy hit in so hardly. So... Um, uh, that is the thing which is driving my producing
0: yeah yeah nowadays yeah Yeah, i guess you have to make it as easy as possible for the people to buy it yes Uh, it should be easier to buy it than to illegally download it right Uh, yes
1: and not to forget and and it's also like i mean um, many of those people who pirated our film they also contacted us and they 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 liked the film and they praised for it and they said uh, the only way I could get it is but I will buy some t-shirts and I will buy the Blu-ray and, and you know they were packing us uh, then later yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's also a, a nice thing
0: yeah. so what did you um, learn or take from that uh, experience that you think you could improve or what do you think you want to change for mad heidi uh, yeah that's to avoid a, that problem that's a
1: really good question and and i i remember um once we um uh, i mean we already had a nice following with mad heidi and then you remember the days when we we made the the teaser um we shot it like two years ago or something and and uh also all that help you got from from the fans here in switzerland while shooting the film and also outside switzerland and there it started to be totally clear that this is a property mad heidi is a property which which you you don't want to fuck up in in a broken distribution system so there we started seriously to to uh, to build up the system uh, and from my point of view, uh, I think I, I had a, a great base for that with all my mistakes I did with AeroSky, to learn from those and and, uh, and and together with the fact that the size of Mad Heidi is, is, I mean, it's about two million and it's a lot of money, but it's not 20 million, it's not 10 million, you know. So um, combined with that fact, I, I think we have a perfect project to 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 finally um, to do it our way, and 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 uh, to put it in one sentence, what is the way? The way is to keep the control, you know, because we are working with the fans, obviously there is nothing more important than the fact that the fans needs to be the first to see the film and if you go the old way and you give the the uh, the power the the control to the distributors how can you serve your fans there's no way so so this is now uh the the rule number one and 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 therefore now when we we are financing the production we will not accept any money which is taking that control out from us so uh, that's a big reason uh, where we build it mad invest where where we um, where we uh, give the fans the possibility to be part of it and also part of the revenues Mm -hmm. and 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 i had to add that uh, it's also technically nowadays uh, more and more possible because of of the of the uh, fast developing digitalization and and you know that you can you can do it technically um yeah, and we
0: can basically self-distribute it, which would have been impossible, I guess, 20 years ago. You yes. needed to have these uh, companies in between who uh, distributed your film. But now we can go directly definitely, to our fans.
1: Definitely, yes. And, 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 uh, and I mean, um, in my eyes, distributors, I, I mean, they are doing their business and, and they are nice human beings and all fine. But they just do it in a way which is destroying uh, uh, the thing in many cases. And, and I can't accept that. And and uh, uh, there's, the, the, I mean, one thing what where you need also the distributors for is the marketing, you know. Mm-hmm. Once they start to put your film out, they are making advertisement and they are doing this and that. And that's what you need. So, um, but again... In today's digital global world, um, uh, we can do it. We couldn't do it alone, but we can do it with our fans because we have... uh, uh, You could say that we have a a hundred times bigger marketing department than all the Hollywood studios together.
0: Yeah, basically the the fans are uh, carrying our marketing. Yes. Yes. uh, So
1: now, I mean... Now we've been working with Mad Heidi a couple of years and, and we already have a really nice nice fan base and, and uh, which is, which is uh, uh, growing every day. And, and the next two years before we will release the film, when we are producing the film, obviously we are going to be um, very active with, with all kinds of things uh, and activities with our fans and uh, uh, this is gonna create the marketing power and and uh, i with iron sky there we were hyper successful
0: Yeah, and I think at least for me as a director, that's also a, a very a cool part of uh, working so closely uh, with the fans because it's yeah it's rewarding if you put out a new teaser and then you immediately uh, see how people react and you don't make the entire film first and then maybe nobody likes it and. Of course in the end I can only make the movie that I would like to see uh, on the big screen I don't know I can't see into other people's head I don't know what kind of films they want to see but if if I make uh, the kind of film that I want to see and then I show it to people and we get this overwhelming uh, reactions and support that we got from the teaser and from from other things in between um, yeah that's that's very uh, rewarding and uh, cool way to a nice way to work with the fans like that it
1: is i mean you can also say that this teaser what we did a couple of years ago you could also call it a proof of concept
0: yeah
1: i mean that uh, the feedback um, what we have been getting out from from the teaser is is overwhelming and and obviously not everybody loves it but you know it's 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 great and, and 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 during this time we, we you know um, i mean it's not not all about the money but we 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 collected what like 260000 uh, swiss francs
0: brutto. yeah the entire which, turnover which, including merchandise is it. Outraging, yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, it's in, the biggest with movie crowdfunding. Yeah, and, and, and uh, with the
1: normal film, usually, I mean, it's always a question for a producer how, how you can develop your, your stuff. You need money for that. Yeah. You have to pay the script writers, you have to do this and that. And and uh, instead of now going to uh, whatever place to, to maybe a film uh, institute or f- whatever investors, <laughs> Uh, we turned our fans and 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 they reacted and and therefore we have been able to to you know to complete the script and a good script and we have been uh you know been able to planning the production and the budget and 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 to build up this uh, uh, mad invest program what we are gonna use soon. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah so i mean. But this also, of course, means we don't have, um, yeah, we don't have these dist- distributors who give money. Um, if we choose to go um, the mad Heidi way and cutting out all the middlemen, so how can we finance a uh, two million film? How, how will that happen?
1: I mean, basically, th- that's, that's the mad invest which, which we are now uh, going to launch. Uh, during jury film Festival 29th of September and some days before
0: for uh, for for the, our uh, existing uh, supporters <clears throat> yeah. yes
1: yeah. Uh, we, we have like a pre-launch phase there um, and 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 the concept of of mad invest is is uh, pretty simple it's like um, you can uh, invest starting from 500, and you can choose whatever amount. And we we have been combining. There's different kind of privileges on depending on the amount you are investing. But the basic thing is that that uh, you have your share on the revenues of that film. And then a uh, very important point is that this is. Uh, constructed um, uh, together with our partner in uh, film chain who is uh, uh, a company collecting uh, collecting revenues and they are using the, the news technology like uh, blockchain and stuff like that and and so we've been creating this automated way so once you make your investment you will get like your own wallet where you have the access all the time and where you can see all the activities and all the uh, revenue streams and, and whatnot. And and uh, once the revenues are kicking in, you can follow and once once uh, there is enough, I think we have a minimum of 30 francs, you can go and, and take your money yeah. out from there. Yeah. And, and so we, we make it an uh, um, automated way where uh, nobody can can you know change the system i cannot go there not you cannot go there we cannot go there it's 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 created and and it's automated and uh, uh and and then like we were discussing about this control uh when we launched the film when we launched the film and and uh without the middleman and we keep the control. So it means that that all the revenue streams are going to that pot yeah. where your wallet is part of mm-hmm. it.
0: And I think that's where, or at least to me, I'm not an experienced investor. Uh, I'm just a poor artist. <laughs> but uh, to me, that sounds very attractive that it's not just a profit share. Not, uh, not It doesn't just mean if in the end of the entire project some profit is left, then it gets distributed. But really, from the first sale we make, as soon as we start selling the movie, all the money from there goes to this film chain platform and they distribute it directly back to the investors. Uh,
1: exactly. It's 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 automated and it's also transparent. You know, it's... There's no place for human error or human cheating, if you want to yeah. say. You know, it's it's uh, uh, it's it's all there, and you can follow. And and as you said, from the first penny coming in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the at least to me this sounds uh, interesting. So if you think the same, maybe uh, check it out on invest.madheidi.com, You'll find all the information and. Uh, before the 24th of september you have time to uh, sign up there as an early investor this doesn't mean you're investing anything or so you just enter our mailing list and if you do that you get the chance to get uh, early access on the 24th and for that uh, if you invest during this uh, pre-launch phase you will get some uh, cool exclusive uh, early investor privileges so yeah please check out invest.madheidi.com Yeah, I think we're soon coming to an end here. Uh, It's tradition here at the Mad Talk that we have a glass of absinthe. um,
1: No problem, I'm from Finland.
0: We We have our own uh, Heidi's absinthe, if you don't know it yet. uh, It's available on madheidi.com in our online shop. And if you buy a bottle or two, uh, always half of the amount goes into the production of the film. Uh, did you try both already, the the white and the green one, or? Uh
1: um, I did. I did. Let's. Uh that was, by the way, water.
0: Yeah, that was only water. Yeah, it's the the first glass of the day. Yeah.
1: Before before we drink, I want to ask you, Johannes, the day when when we have the the, uh, uh, minimum amount in place to start the production, what is going to be your reaction?
0: My reaction uh, is going to be... heavy partying probably uh, because we were finally able to shoot this thing and of course as a director that's the part you look to, uh, look forward the most because so far everything we do is very theoretical. Uh, I mean writing the script is also fun but it's everything just on paper and uh, I'm of course really looking forward to finally uh, stand on set and shoot this thing. So. Uh, i'm sure the day we uh, reach the minimum uh, goal uh, will be the best day in my life up to then and then the next best will probably be the premiere hopefully so Uh, let's get there soon. yeah let's get there Um, and maybe to end this um what's your hope for Mad Heidi? Or what would you wish that happens with Mad Heidi? Or what happens after Mad Heidi or?
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I obviously, um, I, I wish that we can make uh, a film which everybody will remember also in 20 years. Um, but then also, I wish that the way we are doing the film, it will uh, become a new business model for um for indie film producers to to you know a business model where the creators keeps the control yeah. w- together with the fans and not only the control also the revenues yeah. so i hope this will become a new norm at least in a certain part of, of this uh, film production world.
0: Yeah, yeah. so let's see if we can uh, revolutionize the film industry with this thing. Yes, we uh, can. Yeah. Okay. To Mad Heidi, cheers. Cheers. By the way, what's cheers in Finnish? Kippis. Kippis? Yes. Ah, uh, because in German it's kippen herunterkippen. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, I mean,
1: many people are asking, what does it mean and mm-hmm. where is it coming from and and the truth is that uh, you know the early sailors back in the days from finland went out and 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 people outside there they were saying like keep pissed okay <laughs> and then they understood it kippis
0: yeah okay yeah okay uh, thank you all for watching and we uh, we're, we're going to finish our class here so uh, peace and Prosht. and uh, See you in the next episode. Check out madheidi.com and invest.madheidi.com. Thanks for the support. It's great. And thanks for coming.